Whoso reciteth this prayer with lowliness and fervor will bring gladness and joy to the heart of this servant. It will be even as meeting him face to face. He is the all-glorious. O oh God, my God, lowly and tearful, I raise my suppliant hands to thee and cover my face in the dust of that threshold of thine, exalted above the knowledge of the learned and the praise of all that glorify thee. Graciously, look upon thy servant, humble and lowly at thy door, with the glances of the eye of thy mercy, and immerse him in the ocean of thine eternal grace. Lord, he is a poor and lowly servant of thine, enthralled and imploring thee, captive in thy hand, praying fervently to thee, trusting in thee, in tears before thy face, calling to thee and beseeching thee, saying, O Lord my God, give me thy grace to serve thy loved ones. Strengthen me in my servitude to thee. Illumine my brow with the light of adoration in thy court of holiness and of prayer to thy kingdom of grandeur. Help me to be selfless at the heavenly entrance of thy gate and aid me to be detached from all things within thy holy precincts. Lord, give me to drink from the chalice of selflessness. With its robe clothe me and in its ocean immerse me. Make me as dust in the pathway of thy loved ones and grant that I may offer up my soul for the earth, ennobled by the footsteps of thy chosen ones in thy path, O Lord of glory in the highest. With this prayer to thy servant call thee at dawntide and in the night season. Fulfill his heart's desire. O Lord, illumine his heart, gladden his bosom, kindle his light, that he may serve thy cause and thy servants. Thou art the bestower, the pitiful, the most bountiful, the gracious, the merciful, the compassionate, Abdu'l-Baha. So this is a compilation on forests and trees. The trees are dominant elements of the human environment in most parts of the world. It is only natural that they should figure strongly in the sacred scriptures of the major religions. In the writings of Baha'u'llah, 1817 to 1892, the prophet founder of the Baha'i faith and the explanations of his sons, Abdul Baha, 1844 to 1921, there are many hundreds of references to trees, mostly in the symbolic and metaphorical contents. The trees bear fruit, provide shade, marks the landscape. It is the living things that grow from a seed, produce leaves, branches, and roots, and eventually becomes barren, dies, and decays. All of these aspects lend themselves to illustrating spiritual concepts. The following sections will demonstrate a wide range of symbolism using trees found in the Baha'i writings. And I'll stop there. In addition to the problem of how to ensure peace and all the implications of such a step, it is clear that the economic and social development of all countries 
is of vital importance and is a matter on which the teachings have much to say in principle, if not in detail in this area. Agriculture and the preservation of the ecological balance of the world are of fundamental interest. Universal House of Justice, 31 March, 1985. In surveying the vast range of creation, thou shalt perceive that the higher a kingdom of created things is on the arc of ascent, the more conspicuous are the signs and evidences of the truth that cooperation and reciprocity at the level of a higher order are greater than those that exist at the level of a lower order. For example, the evident signs of this fundamental reality are more discernible in the vegetable kingdom than in the mineral, and still more manifest in the animal world than in the vegetable. Abdu'l-Baha. And one more from Abdu'l-Baha. All beings are connected together like a chain, and reciprocal help, assistance, and interaction belonging to the property of things are the causes of the existence, development, and growth of all created things. From a tablet revealed by Baha'u'llah. I am well aware, O oh my Lord, that I have been so carried away by the clear tokens of thy loving kindness and so completely inebriated with the wine of thine utterance that whatever I behold, I readily discover that it maketh thee known unto me, and it remindeth me of thy signs and thy tokens, and of thy testimonies. By thy glory, every time I lift up mine eyes unto thy heaven, I call to mind thy highness and thy loftiness, and thine incomparable glory and greatness. And every time I turn my gaze to thine earth, I am made to recognize the evidences of thy power and the tokens of thy bounty. And when I behold the sea, I find that it speaketh to me of thy majesty and the potency of thy might and of thy sovereignty and thy grandeur. And at whatever time I contemplate the mountain, I am led to discover the ensigns of thy victory and the standards of thy omnipotence. I swear by thy might, O thou, in whose grasp are held the reins of all mankind and the destinies of the nations, that I am so inflamed by my love for thee and so inebriated with the wine of thy oneness that I can hear from the whisper of the winds the sound of thy glorification and praise and can recognize in the murmur of the waters the voice that proclaimeth thy virtues and thine attributes, and can apprehend from the rustling of the leaves the mysteries that have been irrevocably ordained by thee in thy realm. Glorified art thou, O God of all names and creator of the heavens. I render thee thanks that thou hast made known unto thy servants this day, whereon the river that is life indeed hath flowed from the finger of thy bounty, and the springtime of thy revelation and thy presence hath appeared through thy manifestation unto all who are in the heaven, all who are on thy earth. Oh my God, oh my God, 
Verily this plant hath yielded its fruit, and standeth upright upon its stalk. Verily it hath astounded the farmers, and perturbed the envious. O God, water it with the showers from the cloud of thy favors, and cause it to yield great harvests, heaped up unto mighty hills in thy land. Enlighten the hearts with a ray shining forth from thy kingdom of oneness. Illumine the eyes by beholding the signs of thy grace and gratify the ears by hearing the melodies of the birds of thy confirmations singing in thy heavenly gardens so that these souls may become like thirsty fish swimming in the pools of thy guidance and like tawny lions roaming in the forests of thy bounty. Verily thou art the generous, the merciful, the glorious, and the bestower. Abdu'l-Baha from recent prayers. Do you appreciate the day in which you live? This is the century of the blessed perfection. This is the cycle of the light of his beauty. This is the consummate day of all the prophets. These are the days of seed sowing. These are the days of tree planting. The bountiful bestowals of God are successive. He who sows a seed in this day will behold his reward in the fruits and harvest of the heavenly kingdom. This timely seed, when planted in the hearts of the beloved of God, will be watered by showers of divine mercy and warmed by the sunshine of divine love. Its fruitage and flower shall be the solidarity of mankind, the perfection of justice, and the praiseworthy attributes of heaven manifest in humanity. All who sow such a seed and plant such a tree according to the teachings of Baha'u'llah shall surely witness this divine outcome in the degrees of its perfection and will attain unto the good pleasure of the merciful one, Abdu'l-Baha, the divine art of living. O Lord, plant this tender seedling in the garden of thy manifold bounties, water it from the fountains of thy loving kindness, and grant that it may grow into a goodly plant through the outpourings of thy favor and grace. Thou art the mighty and the powerful, Abdu'l-Baha. The fundamental basis of the community is agriculture, tillage of the soil, all must be producers. Each person in the community whose need is equal to his individual producing capacity shall be exempt from taxation. But if his income is greater than his needs, he must pay a tax until an adjustment is effected. That is to say, a man's capacity for production and his needs will be equalized and reconciled through taxation. If his production exceeds, he will pay a tax. If his necessities exceed his production, he shall receive an amount sufficient to equalize or adjust. Therefore, taxation will be proportionate to capacity and production, and there will be no poor in the community. Abdu'l-Baha, Promulgation of World Peace.
and but a tiny seed sown in the soil of thy love and caused to spring forth by the hand of thy bounty. This seed therefore craveth in his innermost being for the waters of thy mercy and the fountain of thy grace. Send down upon it from the heaven of thy loving kindness that which will enable it to flourish beneath the shelter of thy shade and within the boundaries of thy court. Thou art thou powerful, Baha'u'llah. O thou kind Lord, grant that these trees may become the adornment of the Abha paradise. Cause them to grow through thy celestial bounty. Make them fresh and verdant and besprinkle them with heavenly dewdrops. Attire them with robes of radiant beauty and crown their heads with gorgeous blossoms. Adorn them with goodly fruit and waft over them thy sweet favors. Thou art the bestower, the all-loving, the most radiant, the most resplendent. Abdu'l-Baha, additional prayers revealed. From the Baha'i International Community in 1998. Baha'i scriptures describe nature as a reflection of the sacred. They teach that nature should be valued and respected, but not worshipped. Rather, it should serve humanity's efforts to carry forward an ever-advancing civilization. However, in light of the interdependence of all parts of nature and the importance of evolution and diversity to the beauty, efficiency, and perfection of the whole, every effort should be made to preserve as much as possible the Earth's biodiversity and natural order. As trustees and stewards of the planet's vast resources and biological diversity, humanity must learn to make use of the Earth's natural resources, both renewable and non-renewable, in a manner that ensures sustainability and equity to the distant reaches of time. This attitude of stewardship will require full consideration of the potential environmental consequences of all development activities. It will compel humanity to temper its actions with moderation and humility, realizing that the true value of nature cannot be expressed in economic terms. It will also require a deep understanding of the natural world and its role in humanity's collective development, both material and spiritual. Therefore, sustainable environmental management must come to be seen not as a discretionary commitment mankind can weigh against other competing interests, but rather as a fundamental responsibility that must be shouldered as a prerequisite for spiritual development, as well as the individual's physical survival. Prayer Revealed by Abdu'l-Bahá O Lord, O Thou hope of the people, Thou art the shelter of all these Thy servants. Thou knowest the secrets and the mystery. We are all sinners, and Thou art the shelter of the merciful, the clement. O Lord, look not at our shortcomings. Deal with us according to Thy grace and bestow. Our shortcomings are many, but the ocean of thy forgiveness is boundless. 
Therefore, confirm and strengthen us. Assist us in that which will make us acceptable at thy threshold. Illumine the hearts, make the eyes seeing, render the ears attentive, resuscitate the dead, and heal the sick. Render the poor rich and the fugitive confident. Accept us in thy kingdom. Illumine us with the light of kindness. Thou art the generous, thou art the clement, thou art the kind. <laughs> 